to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Okay, spiritual believers and listeners, you know that I have spent a good part of my time talking about how to divorce-proof your marriage, and then I spent the last three segments talking about what the importance of what is happening right now and how we need to get prepared. And today, I want to share some new insights that I would like to make sure the body of Christ is ready. I, I just feel this, this foreboding, this, this, um, this warning inside of my spirit for everyone. And I want to start off with, at All Nations Church, we have begun a intercessory prayer movement that has been just phenomenal on Monday nights at 7 um, p.m., from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And it's just a small group of, if, if in the beginning, of course, it was a very large crowd and um, I had spoke at, um, at the prayer, um, at a prayer meeting at the Capitol and a lot of those people came. Um, and then, so it was over a hundred people, but now it's dwindled down to just a small group of people. And God doesn't need large numbers to get the job done. But what was extraordinary was, um, there was a prayer by Diane Poe, um, that, about deliverance and I'll share that another day. But my, um, my sister in Christ, um, Tina, she, um, did a prayer and it was just phenomenal. And what really touched me about the prayer was it was dealing with geophysics because I'm a geophysicist. So it really touched the scientist in me. And I'm going to kind of give you a paraphrase of of what she talked about. But as you know, we have something called the ring of fire. And the ring of fire is where we have a lot of tectonic activity, uh, earthquakes and volcanism, volcanoes spewing um, lava and volcanic ash. And I had just... Um, got through watching a movie called Greenland, which, you know, deals with, um, wormwood, which is, uh, it's been prophesized that there will be a, a, um, a comet, a, a large, uh, fragment from outer space that will basically wipe out planet Earth pretty much. And we've had these incidents in the history of Earth. Before that's why we don't have the dinosaurs because of one of those catastrophic um, events. But she talked about this earthquake that happened under the Indian Ocean and an Indian plate in the Indian Ocean, and it was nine point one on the Richter scale. And Richter is a seismologist and. The, large, the highest number on the Richter scale is 10. So this was a huge earthquake 
underneath the ocean. Well, those of you who don't understand this, when you have an earthquake in the ocean, you create what we call tsunamis or tidal waves. And if there's a landmass in the vicinity, which usually there is, some island or something like that, they get totally wiped out. But when this particular earthquake occurred in in the Indian Ocean, in the Indian Plate, 9.1 on the Richter scale, there was one race of people who did not lose a single casualty. Now, over 200,000 people were killed by the tsunami. But this one race of people, I think they were the Moans, Moans, I think that's what she said, And these people did not lose a single person. So let's talk about this because she, of course, was talking about the metaphor of the ocean being like being in the presence of God. And, um, and so let's, let's, let's delve into this a little bit because this is important and there are signs all around us and people are just laughing and being merry and I'm not saying you know don't live your life but you need to be aware of what is happening and if you get a chance go rent the movie Greenland and and that will help you out a lot so what ended up happening was these people the Moans or whatever um they, their whole life, they're like, um, gypsies on the ocean. They're, they, they live on the ocean. They have like houseboats and their babies are born in the ocean and their babies learn how to swim before they learn how to walk. And so this, this whole community of people are, have a very intimate, intimate relationship with the ocean. And, they can see um, twice as far as most people in the ocean. They can hold their breath um, like a lot of the people that harvest pearls. Um, and there's no contest. They can hold their breath for long periods of time. And they're just, they of course, they harvest. They live by the ocean. They, the ocean is their life. So their whole so they they intimately understand all the waves and the currents and the um, different signs in the ocean. And so in their ancient history, they were taught that there was a wave that ate the people and that they explained the signs of this wave, which they were basically describing a tsunami. And so when the 9.1 on the Richter scale earthquake occurred in the Indian Ocean, they saw the signs when everybody else did not. One of the signs was the elephants started going upland. The birds start stopped chirping and you know, there was just this ominous silence, right? And the water went way offshore, off almost to the end of the continental shelf itself. 
and it was just this little bitty way. Well, those people recognized the signs. They didn't have time to tell the Burmesian fishermen who were right down, down, down the beach, right? They started immediately as families, they beached their boats that they are those who were close to the shore and they went and they went to the highest as high as they could they walked to the highest point uh, of the island as they could get as fast as they could the 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 natives that were in the sea still fishing they paddled out to the to the deepest part of the ocean that they could get to in that time because the tsunami would not crest in the deep ocean, the crest would hit when they, when the wave hit the continental shelf. So these people, when the when the tsunami hit and killed over two hundred thousand people, including the Burmesian fishermen that were right down the road, not one of these monkey people were killed. Not one. Why am I telling you this story? I'm telling you this story because. The signs are all around us. The signs are all around us. And God has been taking the lead, the leadership and the people of our church and been preparing us for what is about to happen. As I told you earlier, I will be doing a teaching and this teaching will be on basically how to <laughs> how to walk in the supernatural in your finances because you're going to have to be in the walk in the supernatural in your finances there's going to be something that's going to hit this planet <laughs> covid was just the tip of the iceberg and we, those of us who are believers and are, are have practicing being in the presence of Almighty God, practicing being in the presence of Christ Jesus, practicing being in the presence of the Lord God, Holy Spirit, we're being told what to do. And we had... Um, Tina, she gave an awesome teaching. Then um, um, Dr. Phil, she gave an awesome teaching from uh, Francis Chan's um, book, um, Letters to the Church. And and then Brenda, my 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 sister in Christ, has done an awesome teaching on the authority and the power of the Word of God, and also now the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. And now, after her teaching this coming Sunday, starting the following Sunday, which is not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, I will begin the teaching on how to walk in the supernatural in your finances. And there's some fundamental things that you need to be able to do. And I never forget when the Holy Spirit was talking to me when the hackers had um, hacked the pipeline and had disrupted the gasoline coming to certain um, sectors of the United States. And Tallahassee, Florida was one of those sectors, right? So Tallahassee, Florida was one of those sectors. And because... Tallahassee, Florida was one of those sectors. There were 
cars looped around and around trying to get gas. I didn't miss a beat. I know a lot of people had been given an unction by the Holy Spirit the day before to go fill their tanks up. I know people that supernaturally didn't need until it was over. So that is what's about to, things are about to happen. And you need to be able to walk in the supernatural in your finances. And part of that is going to be about tithing, which is giving, not giving, but returning 10% of your increase to the house of the Lord in acknowledging Him as the source, as the God, you hate as the source and your only source. And there's a lot of debates about people say, oh, no, you don't have to tithe anymore and all that. But you do. Tithing is before Mosaic, the Mosaic law. Tithing was in the beginning. God tithed. He tithed his only begotten son. God tithed. He had a tree that he told the Adams they could not have. So they're, they're, the principle of the tithe has been around from the beginning of time. I believe planet Earth is a tithe itself. There are all these other planets out there, but I believe that planet Earth is a tithe. So there's something special about the tithe. And uh, of course, we have offerings, and that's another topic in itself. But the only reason why God wants us to do this is because he's trying to get something to us, not take something from us. And people like Rick Warren, who tithed 91% of their income, God gave him a multi-million dollar bestseller, Purpose Driven Life, that has been around now for over 20 years and is still bringing in millions of dollars today. God is not going to give that kind of gift to someone who's not a tither. And so, what I want to say is, is that you need to get into a personal relationship with Christ Jesus. Then he will draw you into a personal relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. This is critical that you begin to practice to be in his presence. I have been, there's a book by Brother Lawrence, a little thin, tiny book that I read many, many, many years ago. And it was about this monk, um, this Catholic monk. And he basically practiced the presence of God. And he practiced the presence of God when he washed dishes, when he mopped the floor. And he had such a radiant presence of Christ Jesus that people from all over the world was drawn to this little monastery, to this monk named Brother Lawrence, and people were healed, and people were delivered, and people were saved, right? Because this man practiced the presence of God. And so... What I'm saying is, is that if you can make it to my teachings, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, if you're in the area, All Nations Church at 9 a.m. and we are on Sherrill Road, All Nations Church, Tallahassee, Florida, and right across the street from Fun Station and around the corner from Chuck E. Cheese in this little plaza. All Nations Church. I will be talking about walking in the supernatural in your finances. Yes. 
What? Well, Dr. Davis, what do you mean by walking in the supernatural in your finances? I mean, if you are are practicing the presence of God, you are a tither, you are offering, you are a good steward. You manage your money, you pay your bills, you work hard, you are going to be given a wealth transfer. That is about to happen for you. And God is giving you this wealth, not for you to consume on yourself, but to but to give and help others. Of course, your, your own household first, but also others. So he wants you to be a blessing so that your blessing, not only will your family and you be blessed, but that you'll be a blessing to others. And so you... When you walk in the supernatural, you can lay on the floor like I did one time and worship the Lord God and be in a great need. Had two little babies working on my doctorate at Baylor University, and I desperately needed money. And the next day, God gave me $5,000. Oh, how about this one? Um, I'm driving, driving, driving. I don't, my car doesn't run out of gas. It should have ran out of gas, but it didn't. Or how about this one? My car does break down, but but within hours, it's totally repaired, you know, at no cost to me. So I'm just saying, how about this? I know of my brothers and sisters in Christ who have spoke to money and it multiplied right then and there in their hands. I know of a couple, very, I love them dearly, where they were in such a great need they prayed and money came out the sky and hit the street and they picked up the money and it was exactly what they had been praying for. But these miraculous things, these supernatural things are not happening for people who are a one-talent Christian. And what I mean by one-talent Christian is that you're dying a tither, you don't want to be a tither. You don't believe in tithing. You don't believe in giving. You know, you just don't. And your mindset is in such a way that it's a poverty mindset. It's a limiting mindset. You don't see God as the source. You don't see God as unlimited. Now, I'm not talking about foolishness. I'm talking about somebody who, you know, you just you just don't. And then you got the two talent Christian who have received the rhema word about tithing and offering and giving and being a good steward and handling your finances wisely. You are growing in this area, but you're not the five talent Christian, the five talent Christian, because believe it or not, you are still tested as you grow. I've been tithing and giving offerings for decades for decades, and I'm telling you, I am still tested. My areas of testing usually has to do with family and friends and who I need to distribute the money to, right? So I have to be very, very careful about that because I need to, I need to distribute the money to where God wants me to distribute the money, not where man wants me to distribute the money, right? So, it's important that you become a five-talent Christian because you are a candidate for the great wealth transfer so that you can help others because there will be believers who are one-talent who will need your help. There will be unbelievers that God wants you to reach out and help. 
Now, I was having a very interesting conversation with my godfather, and he was talking about how we have men and women that we know who do not believe in Christ Jesus, but are benefiting from the blessings of the Word of God. What do I mean by that? They they understand that the money cannot be their God. They um, believe in being a good steward and saving. They believe in giving. And so because of this, they reap the benefits, the blessings of the of the word of God in regards to their finances. Now, the issue is whether you go after you leave this planet, whether you go after you leave planet Earth. That's the question on that. And you can only you can only get to heaven through Christ Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Only through him to the Father. And a lot of people want to say all roads lead to God. All roads may lead to the foot of the cross. Now, nah, I go with that one. All roads lead to the foot of the cross of Christ Jesus. And through the cross, <laughs> it leads to God. Okay? So, this is a very When I heard that, when Tina read that about the tsunami and how this one people group, this one people group didn't lose one single life. Yet over what over two hundred thousand people were killed, including the Burmese fishermen that were right down the you know right down the road from them on the beach. All of them were were lost. Every last one of them, they all died. It's almost it almost makes you think of the ark, right? It, it you know how Noah you know uh, took um they had never had rain. There was never rain on planet Earth prior to the flood and God spoke to Noah which was a descendant from um, um, Adam and Eve through Seth right and he told them to build an ark they didn't even know what an ark was they had to grow the trees that's why they think that it took 120 some years because they grew the trees that was the lumber so they grew the trees and then they they um, built the ark and all while he was building the ark, he was telling the people, he was telling the people that the flood was coming. And they said, what flood? It's going to rain. What is rain? We don't know what rain is. And guess what? 120 years. And then God brought the animals two by two. He brought the animals to go into the ark. And guess what? It was just Noah, his sons, and their wives. And his and Noah's wife. And then God himself shut the ark door. And there were no windows on the side because God did not want them to experience and see the carnage that was about to happen. There was a window that was above. It was a skylight, right? And guess what happened? It started to rain. And people said, oh, my gosh, is this what Noah? Let's run for the ark. And everybody <coughs> ran for the ark. And guess what? It was too late. And they were bamming and crying out. They were friends of, of Noah's that they loved dearly. Their, you know, extended family. They cried out, please, please let us in the ark. Kind of reminds me of the movie um, Greenland. 
and how um, this one family was selected in this neighborhood to, they got a presidential alert to go to this particular airport and they were going to be flown to Greenland and their neighbors were looking for their alert, but there was none. They were the only ones selected and it was so touching. One of their friends had her, their baby daughter and they were close friends with the son. And they, she screamed, please take my daughter, just take my daughter. But he says, what will happen is they won't take her on the plane and she'll be all alone, separated from her mom and her dad. He knew this. He knew the protocol. And so that is why it is imperative. It's imperative that those of us who see the signs, even though people may think we're weird, even though people think we're squirrely, even though, you know, they may ostracize us, we need to let people know time is running out. The clock is ticking and you need to accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You need to get in the ark. You need to be have an intimate presence with the Lord, like this people group, the Moans, I guess they were called. Not one died. Yet, to over 200,000 people died. And you wonder why. And then you see these people say, why didn't you tell me? I'm not going to have anybody tell me that. I'm going to say I did tell you, but you didn't listen to me. You, you thought I was squirrely. You thought I was... Over the top, you thought I was a holy roller, whatever. But I'm telling everyone, get ready, get ready, get ready. And if you can make it to the teaching um, starting not this Sunday, but next Sunday, please come. It starts at 9 a.m. at All Nations Church, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. I'm sorry, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., I apologize. <laughs> 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And please, please come and find out at least how to operate in the supernatural in your finances. Because you're going to have to operate in the supernatural in these trying times in order to survive. There were people that survived the Great Depression. There were people that survived the the great blowout of 2008 in the stock market. There were people, they were given warnings. I know for a fact <clears throat> that Andrew Warmack, God has spoken to his wife and to him to sell their stock. And they did just before the great devastating wipeout. And guess what? And then God told them to put it back in <laughs> when it was going back up. Guess what? You've got to have that intimacy you got to be able to hear the voice of God. God told me about things way before things happened. But unfortunately, I wasn't prepared. But I'm, I'm getting prepared now. He's told me about investments, but I didn't have the money set aside like I should have. I didn't have my financial house in order. That's not going to happen anymore. And I'm also looking to lease to own a house. So if anybody in the Tallahassee area, or even outside the greater Tallahassee area, if you got a house you want to lease, want me to lease to own, I am interested. 
lease to own a house, please, please give me a call. 816-678-6838. That's 816-678-6838. And join me, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, and learn how to walk in the supernatural in your finances. Because you're going to need it. Now, I don't want to end this broadcast without saying Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you once again for joining me on Into the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94, Dr. Edith Davis. i